everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. You're probably a lot better than Elaine Vigneault right now. Or maybe not. You know, after last night, why the fuck would you want to coach this team? Uh, my name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the afternoon. Uh, I did not expect this on a game day. Uh, I said last night they'll make the, you know, the excuse will be we can't do it when we have a game tonight. But who really gives a shit? Like, what are they not going to get blown out if they do keep the coach? Like, what's the difference? Uh, so they played the Colorado Avalanche last night. But after last night's absolute fucking drubbing at the hands of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, Vigneault and Michel Therrien are out. Uh, Mike Yo is taking over as the interim coach, which is something I've joked about on here before. But I guess because the penalty kill isn't bad, he keeps his job. Uh, I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm happy it's not LaPerriere. I seriously doubt, um, I seriously doubt that they're going to go through the rest of the year with Mike Yo. Although, Jesus, this franchise, who's to say? Oh, are they going to do that? My God. All right. Well, my reaction um, before I start getting to the calls, we have quite a few. We'll see how long this goes. But um, today's not a day to celebrate. Uh, You know, we all wanted them to make a change. We were hoping uh, management would notice and not just call this unacceptable and accept it. They fired the head coach and his buddy, Michel Therrien. Um, you know, I, I feel for the guys. It's uh, it's not all on them. These players are a flawed group. Uh, clearly, there are deeper issues than the head coach and the guy in charge of the power play. Um, I hope this isn't the only move. I, I, and not just in terms of firings, people losing, like, all right, get through tonight's game, and then, uh, you know, clearly there need to be other changes made. But that's for um, that's for later. Let's see what people are thinking right now. Let's go to Jason H. Jason H., you're live uh, on the – it's not post-game. Whatever we want to call like it. I mentioned, with Penn State needing to go to uh, – First off, I'd like to thank the Flyers for doing this on a lunch break while I'm at work. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. uh, that way I can get on this. Um. Here comes the dead coach bump. Here comes the rush to the playoffs to get the ninth seed, the eighth seed, the seventh seed, whatever, how many playoff teams there are. I've kind of lost track. Um, and then we got going into next season. Well, we're right close to the edge. We're right close to that Stanley Cup finals berth. And just to have another bad season afterwards. Great. Fired the coach. Awesome. But this is, as you just said, this doesn't fix the problem. No. And that's. Um... I hope, and I'm getting some feedback here, Jason, so I'm going to let you go, but I I get your sentiment. Um, I hope that uh, it it doesn't result in that, all right, yeah, race to the wild card now and get eliminated in the first round. I hope it's not that pattern repeating itself. But, man, what I've seen out of this team the last couple of weeks, like, I don't think they have that in them. They are just not good enough. Like, uh, and you know, bad teams play well for for periods of time, all the time. So I guess it won't be super shocking. This team does have some talent, but like, is Travis Konechny all of a sudden going to be good? Is James Van Riemsdyk all of a sudden going to be good? Like, I, I just do not see that coming. So I, I don't know if we're going to get that repeated pattern. Uh, I, uh, you know. 
will they be better? I think they have to be because no, like they're they weren't gonna lose out. You know, like the fucking losing streak is gonna end. But uh, I don't know if they have that that dead cat bounce that carries them through like a couple of months in them. You know, they might come out tonight firing and look good against Colorado. I very seriously doubt they'd win. But, you know, they have a little easier part of their schedule coming up. They can win some of those. But for like an, elong, like an elongated like stretch of hockey where they're playing well enough to win, I do not see that coming in the near future because I – like, who on their defense is capable of playing well enough for that long a period of time? You know, Ryan Ellis is out. We have no idea what he's back. Who The rest of these guys are going to, like, suddenly live up to their potential because Elaine Vigneault is gone. I would be very surprised by that. So I don't know if that pattern that we're so used to is uh, is coming for us. Chris Toff. Chris, you're up on the, the green room thing. Hey Bill, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate you doing this on the spot here. Yeah, I was I was dead asleep, and uh, my wife, who works for the WIP Morning Show, when she needs me to wake up, she knows I won't just like answer my phone when it's ringing. So she plays music on the Alexa, like through her phone, and that gets me to call her. And I figured like she needed something. She's like, No, they just fired Vigno. You might want to get out of bed. I was like, Ah, shit. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Well. You got a good partner there. So listen, yeah. I'm grateful that uh, Chuck and who who really knows who made the decision here. I would love to be on the inner side there, but but I'm grateful they made a decision. I do want to say, and I think I think every a lot of folks I know you know this, but AV was not the problem. It is yeah. obviously the only thing that you can do right this second. With like you said last night, that you don't need another GM. And I feel bad for the guy because. I mean, listen, I don't feel that bad. He's making $5 million or whatever he's making for the next yeah. years. But no, he's probably happy as fucking shit right now. He doesn't have to coach this team, and he's getting paid to. So exactly. Like, and, and, it's, you, know, you never want someone to lose their job, but that's not what happened here. Exactly. So, so, But but that being said, with, with Yo being the interim, oh, I God. mean, it, it, I don't know if we got any Breaking Bad uh, fans on this show, but there's a, there's a couple shows to talk about, a half measure and a full measure. And this feels like a half measure, which is like typical – flyers right like tip like why not just clear house i mean you can't like i know it takes time to negotiate or whatever but i mean you had to see this coming it's not like last night was oh a big surprise i mean that's true lost in a row (laughs) that's and i want to be because yes it does seem that way uh i want to see like all right, they have a game tonight, so they need someone to actually coach tonight. You know, right. is it just for that? Is it just up until the holidays? Like, I won't say it's like uh, it's not good enough until like. All right, let's get through Christmas break or let's get through tonight. Like, I get why they don't have another coach lined up ready to go because a lot of coaches wouldn't do that. They'd be like, no, you fire the guy and then you hire me. I'm not negotiating behind another coach's back. Uh, so I understand that part. Um, but if it's if we're a month from now and Mike Yo is the coach of this team, then they seriously fucked up. Right. And and obviously, like you said about JV, I mean, there have to be other moves. And and you know, I think two things really blow my blood when people want to trade just the players that are not performing. Like that's not how this works. Like you have yeah, to throw in good players like G 
or, you know, I don't think any of us want to trade hard, but basically anyone else has to be on the table. So, really so what you're saying is we can't make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can't. And, you know, the other thing that kills me, I'll just say that I'll, I'll let others chime in. But like, you know, this it's so hard to look at this team in just the present because so much of what we're experiencing yes. and let's be real, the first five, 10 games, I mean, they looked really good, but their puck luck was really high. I think they were like first or second with puck luck, right? Shooting percentage. And uh, oh, they were shooting like 27%. It was something ridiculous <laughs> in those first five games. So like they, and, and they were shooting so, like Alex Ovechkin on steroids. Exactly. Exactly. So it's and, and it's it's the same thing. It's the slow starts. It's the not playing the full game, you know. And we finally have heart, you know, and a goaltender. Like, let's just do this right. Let's do full tank. But I, I just they're not going to do that, right? They're probably going to try to make a push because because I think Linda Cohn said today they haven't missed the playoffs in two consecutive years since the '90s. So there's a lot of pressure, but. Oh, man, I just don't feel confident. Thanks for letting me call in. I appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, um, it's a lot about what do they do from here. Okay, you made – I've been screaming about it. It's the one thing you can do right now. This is the only thing you can fix present, currently, immediately. Uh, but there are other things they need to do. And Chris is right. We don't just look at this about the present. Uh, and it's not just about, sadly, it's unfair to Chuck Fletcher, but life ain't fair. You know, you're getting compensated. If you want an easy job, like run for office. Um, we, It's not even just about Fletcher's tenure. It's about a failed attempt to build something followed by even, like, followed by the continued mediocrity of the era in which we were purposefully mediocre and then... Oh yeah, uh, we didn't we didn't accomplish nearly enough in that time, so we continue to be mediocre, but not on purpose. Uh, and they gave us the excuses last year of the goaltending and COVID and everything, and here we are. The goaltending is good, and they're even worse. So uh, they have a lot to do. They did the thing that they can do right now. Let's see, you know, what comes next. They might make a. I would love for someone like my next caller to be like. Oh, they also did this, you know, like I'm on here talking to you. I would love for someone to inform me that they did something else. But uh, I'd be shocked if anything happens, you know, before tonight's game and realistically until after the holidays. Anna, Anna, you're live. The king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> I know. I, like, I, I've been calling for his job and now I feel kind of bad for him. But at the same time, I don't at all because he's like a rich person sitting there making money to not work. I'm just not even convinced it's his fault because for the last five years, this team's been where offense goes to die. Yeah. No, that's I know he's not the problem. He's just the only thing they can take care of right now. Agreed. And you know what? I after he publicly shat on Carter Hart last year, I was kind of done with him. Yeah, it's he's taken he's tried to be easier on the players this year uh, because clearly that was a point of contention. Um, but same results, you know, it's whatever his system is, like you said, it, beyond his tenure, it's where offense goes to die. But, man, I can't watch this dump and chase. I can't watch point shots. I can't watch overpassing anymore. Whether that's the players or the coach, we're about to find out. Do you think Tockett can get it done? 
Man, I wonder if it's going to be Tockett. Uh, I just seriously hope it's not Mike Yo for the rest Ugh. of the year. Uh, I really wanted Boudreaux, and when that got announced, he was going to the Canucks last night. I was disappointed. Um, Tortorella would be fun, just so someone yells at Charlie. Like I'm, I wanted that, <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Uh, Atakit is the, I think he's the consensus. What everyone thinks is going to happen. I mean, Christ, he got into the Flyers Hall of Fame like two weeks ago. Um, right. It could. I mean. I thought Baruby was a shit coach, and then he goes and wins the Stanley Cup. So what the hell do I know? I guess Tockett could get it done. But uh, I kind of would like to see them after this season. If they try to salvage this year, okay. But I th- after this year, I think they got to look long term. I don't know if this is like a – this isn't a, a thing they can keep just – Oh yeah, we can we can make a run. We can make tweaks. It I don't think this possible. year is salvageable. It I don't think so. But selfishly, because I we have to watch these games, yeah. I would like to see them try. And like one of the short term guys, like a Tortorella or something like that, I wouldn't have a problem with. Yeah, and we we were good for a short while when Elaine Vigneault first joined the team. So maybe a new coach will give them a a little jolt for a time. It it would be nice to see just to watch a little bit of good hockey for a small amount of time, but is man, that so like much just, to ask for? Uh, just a you know like January to March 2020, we'll always have that, Anna. <laughs> of course we will. Of course we will. All right, thanks, Bill. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining me. Uh, oh wow, yeah, this is filled up. I cannot believe this. Uh, Joe R. Joe R. You're live. Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me on. I'm going to blow your mind here, probably not that much, but uh, can't help but feel like the Flyers are doing their best Eagles impression. Not that Vignal is holds a candle to uh, Doug Peterson at all, um, but, man, look at the way that they've drafted over the last 10 years. You guys said it a couple weeks ago, as I was thinking it too, but who, who in the last 10 years have the Flyers drafted at forward that, Teams have to be scared of or at least worry a little bit about. Um, they got Coots, who's very good, but he's not hes not a guy that teams are, like, you know, shitting their pants about. Yeah, like, Couturier is a very useful player, but a superstar he is not. And you need – you need one like you have to have it's not basketball where the team with the most stars wins like Edmonton would be undefeated uh but like god damn you gotta have one guy who can just score when he wants to uh, you, you need the one guy who like you said defenses are just like hoping not like when I'm on the ice hopefully he's not out there that's how I'm hoping to defend him by not yeah, I think the closest guy would be Joel Farabee, or at least I hope. But again, uh, Couturier and Farabee over the last 10 years, like, what are we doing here? You know, what, what's the end game here? Um, did have one question to leave you with is that if this rest of the season goes the way that we think it's going to go, what are the chances of Chuck, you know, being fired to and them cleaning house? Because I can't help but feel like they're – you know, if they miss the playoffs or if they make the playoffs and, you know, look okay, again, where, where are we going from here? Does anybody really think, you know, at the top and Comcast land there that 
at the end of the day, this team can turn a corner, you know, with one good draft or something like that. Is there anybody in the minors who they really think is going to come up and turn the corner on this team and make them a contender? Or are we kind of just treading water again, no matter what they do? I mean, that's thanks a lot, Joe. That's the real the question now is what now? You know, where do they go from here? Uh, I said on last night's post game, I've been saying I thought Chuck Fletcher's press conference, not so much what he said, but just his, I don't know, his demeanor, the way he said it, whatever, body language, I don't know. I just got the impression from that press conference that Chuck Fletcher is going to be here. Um, I do not think he's the guy for a rebuild, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, He does have to, if they don't turn it around, though, like if this continues to be shit, I guess they'd have to fire. Like, he made these moves in hopes of contending now. That's why you made the moves you made this summer. If the team, like, you failed then, right? They have to recognize if this team doesn't turn things around significantly, not just squeak into the playoffs, but, like, look like a team that deserves to be in the playoffs, then Chuck Fletcher has been a failure as the GM. So I, I don't think it'll happen right away. I think we'll have to get uh, the rest of the season in for Fletcher, obviously. I'm skeptical that they'll get rid of him, but, man, if things keep going in this direction, you cannot let him you know, make the long-term decisions for this team because none of the decisions he's made have paid off at this point. Uh, Sean Venata, Sean, you're live. What's up, Bill? Um, one thing I think might be a concern for hiring a new coach is, be, you know, what we've been talking about, the future of the Flyers is so up in the air. Like, is Taka going to want to come here? And then, you know, if he can't salvage the season, then we enter a rebuild. He's not going to want to stick around for that. So, I mean, I think that might be a struggle in hiring a new coach. But I guess we'll see. Um, you know, Fletch, Chuck Fletcher went all in this offseason, so – I'm glad to see he's not giving up on that. I know fans want to tank, but like for for his sake, he went all in. He's got to try and save this season. So I guess we'll and see what he, he does. Like, we and thanks a lot, Sean. We um we talked about that on a, a BSH recently. Like if this team is as bad as we think it is, they're not going to need to tank. Like when you get closer to the deadline, you'll have to sell because that's what bad teams do. But if this team is as bad as we think it is, it's not going to be tanking. It's just going to be continuing to play out the string and usually losing. Um, If they're better than we think, if some of the players that we had higher expectations for start meeting them, then they will make that little run. And is that good for the long term? It is not. Um, But, goddamn, we have to watch the rest of these games. And, like, uh, hopefully – I keep saying Elaine Vigneault wasn't the problem. God damn, I hope he was, though. Like, if we have to start completely over, that is going to suck so bad. I think they're going to have to. It would be really cool if they figured out a way to not let that happen. Um, ah, God damn. Uh, let's just get to the next caller. Kyle Wentz. Kyle, you're live on the post game. Kyle, you're up oh, there. Yep. You go. Hey, Bill. Uh, you know, a lot of you're saying that you you don't want to say that AV is the problem or not. Uh, but if you remember the beginning of the year, 
AV said that he gave Fletcher a shopping list and said that Fletcher went out and got every single piece that he needed to win. So he put himself in the crosshair the moment he said that. Oh, absolutely. I, I do think, like, AV holds some culpability here. Like, I'm not trying to absolve him. Uh, I just – I wonder if this team just isn't good enough. Like, they don't have a star player. They even – like, even with Ryan Ellis, they don't have a complete defense. Uh, they just – they are missing so many pieces. I wonder if they're just – they just don't have it. Uh, but AV, absolutely – I mean – I can only watch this team fail offensively for so long. And it's not like the offense is bad. The offense is under two goals a game bad. Like, that's that's a joke. The coach has to have some responsibility in that. Absolutely. And Fletcher, of course, has the responsibility of putting A.V. in charge and then trusting him with, you know, telling him everything that he needed. So I Certainly. Guess, yeah, so it falls back on everyone. But, again, I just feel like – A.V. really kind of put himself in that line of fire when he said that. And, um, you know, he was obviously going to be the first to go. But that's all I have for you, Bill. Appreciate it, Kyle. And, no, that's a that's a very good point, Kyle, because I remember that as well, uh, them talking about how this offseason was a collaborative effort. Uh, so it did kind of – it did kind of put A.V. and Fletcher in the same boat, right? Like – and it, I, it might warm up. It might warm up the seat a little more for Fletcher than I thought, because if it was this collaborative effort, if you did trust the coach, like, all right, the coach in the locker room, the coaching staff in the locker room, there are issues here. We are going to get rid of Voracek. We are going to get rid of Shane Gostas Bear. We are going to get rid of Phil Myers. We are going to get rid of Nolan Patrick. We're going to bring in these leaders, Ellis, Broussard, um, Jesus, uh, why am I blanking? The, the, the Yandel, jeez, wow, that was scary for a second. <laughs> Senior moment, right? Uh, yeah, you're going to bring in these guys who are leaders, these guys who are upgrades. Uh, you know, we need Cam Atkinson because Cam Atkinson shoots the puck. Uh, we're going to do these things that the coach has identified as the problems in the locker room and on the ice. Well, you did those things, and the team's worse. So, uh, yes, injuries play a huge part. There are plenty of excuses. Every team has injuries. Um, you know what every team, uh, every good team has, though? Depth and other good players. Like, Tampa's been without guys all year. They're fine. Colorado has been dealing with guys in and out of the lineup all year. They're fine. Like, I know I'm talking about the elite teams here, but isn't that the fucking goal? Like, if you're not comparing yourself to that, what are you comparing yourself to? And then what's the point? Why? Why are you doing this if the goal is to not be one of those teams? All right, Justin Edwards. Justin, you're live. Hey, thanks, Bill. You got it. Up, oh, you're muted again, Justin. Oh, can you hear me? Okay, there. Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right, sick. Yeah, no, I think what you said, like figuring out if AV was the problem or not, the only way to do that no matter who they hire as the new coach, it has to be someone whose system, whose philosophy is completely different from AV's philosophy. That I mean, AV's whole thing is the, you know, low risk, low reward. It's putting guys in positions to not make mistakes, but it's not a position to be creative and to unlock offense. So they got to figure out some way to see if like Farabee, Konechny, Sanheim, if these young guys can be creative playmakers and can make a difference on an NHL roster. 
You know, Justin, I think that's that's a that's a great point. Is you know, we've been killing uh, connecting now, like just crushing him. JVR. Uh, we want to see more out of Morgan Frost. He's looked fine, but we know what type of player he is. He needs the opportunity to create. Um, like G, even G, like especially in the power play. Like, yeah, every now and then it'll like back one off the bass backboards, and you know it'll hit. Couturier in front of the net for a one-timer, and we'll go, holy shit. But, like, we know G has more up his sleeve than we've seen. It's just I, I do think we need to see them in the situation, like, to maximize themselves. And it doesn't look like that's been the case for at least two years now. Yeah, I mean, JVR is such a good example. I'm I'm a big JVR defender like you are, Bill. And I mean, last year we were both pointing out to people, you know, he's so much better in the neutral zone now. He's so much better in defensive coverage. But that's not maximizing his talent. That It was great, and it's a testament to JVR as a player and as a teammate that he was getting better at those things, putting in the effort. But if you want to maximize the roster that Chuck Fletcher put together, that's not what you want JVR to be showing up doing. No, like, it's cool and all that he improved at stuff, but um, JVR gets paid for what he does from the hash marks in. Like, that's that's where his $7 million comes from. 6.75 of it at least. Like, that's why he's here, and if he has two goals, you're screwed. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly it, that we got to figure out, you know, Whoever the coach is, a new guy, a retread, whatever, it's got to be the opposite system as uh, what AV preached, or else we can't figure out that question of whether AV was the problem or not. Anyway, uh, I'll let you go. Thanks for doing this. Thanks a lot, Justin. Yeah, it's, and it won't, I wonder, you know, like when the Flyers hired uh, Peter Laviolette, it wasn't great right away. Uh, and to play a totally different system, you had to, because we know AV, attack, attack, attack. You need to be in great shape. The team had to play themselves into the ability to play that way after playing for John Stevens. And then things took off. So I want to, whoever, man, I I hope it's not Yo. Unless Yo just has completely changed his perspective and he's willing to just like, I don't even know. Uh, I, I guess we start to find out tonight about what Mike Yo has. I just hope it's not him for the rest of the year. Uh, Mike Yo is just the least inspiring possible pick imaginable. 69, Mr. 60 is up. Oh, uh, all right. Call back 60. We lost you right away. We were having that problem with someone else the other night. When I checked them, they'd go, uh, they'd just be hung up on. So try again in a second. Uh, Dan Allen, Dan, you're live. Hey, uh, apropos of nothing, but I just noticed that uh, uh, Jacob Voracek would be tied for the team lead in points if he was uh, this year, if he was on the floor. I think I saw. I think I saw the other day he leads the league in primary assists. Yeah, he's got. I mean, the, his one goal probably wouldn't uh, satisfy many people here, but he's got a goal and eighteen assists, so that that's that's pretty good. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, I still I still blame Vino third behind the players and the general manager, but. Yeah, you know something happen, and the head coach is the easiest, you know, change to make, and uh, you know sometimes it can provide a boost. So, you know, this kind of had to happen at this point. Yeah, it absolutely. It was. It it just got to the point where there this team had so many issues. This is the one that you can fix immediately. There's no waiting for another GM to say yes. 
you know, there's no hoping someone else reaches their potential. It's just calling someone into your office and saying, you're not getting the job done. Like, that's it. It's the only thing they can do right now, fully recognizing there are lots of other things they need to do. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't hold my breath for Chuck Ledger getting fired, being that, I mean, not that this probably means anything, but that he's also the team president. I think that makes him a little more entrenched than, a, you know, a, just a GM would be. But uh, they do have that press conference at noon, so I'm, I'm wondering if it's just to the announcement of the Vino and Terrian firing and, like, oh, this is where we're going from here, or, you know, if there's more changes to be announced. So, you know, we can we can hope maybe. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's all we can do is is hope that they get this thing figured out. Um, let's go to the uh, let's go to the okay, Adam Bortz. Adam, uh, you're going to be the last caller. So anyone else who wanted to join, I'm sorry, but we got to wrap this up. Adam Bortz, you are live. Awesome, thanks, Bill. Uh, one point about Voracek: it's real easy to lead the league in assists when guys in your line score goals. That was sure, yeah, not yeah. the case here, of course. Um, I want to touch on a point you kind of talked about last night on the post game in uh, the demeanor in the press conferences. It sure looks like Chuck Fletcher is very comfortable in his seat yeah. in the way he delivers his shit. It did not look like that with Elaine Vigneault last night. It sure looked like he kind of knew something was definitely coming. Um, real sweaty, real like, you know, he's like, I mean, he knew. you saw it in his face. I mean, that's the – in the middle of a huge losing streak when you get straight up embarrassed. Yeah. And they had a press conference last week that you're not <laughs> fired. Like, <Yeah. laughs> this is this is all the makings. Like, sure. when you watch a movie and you're like, he's the killer, like, this was, this was it. This was exactly. the game that gets you fired. Exactly, exactly. And I, I seem to remember a couple years ago on January 9th, the St. Louis Blues had the absolute worst record in the NHL. Craig Berube comes in a couple months before that, a couple weeks before that, I think. They turn it around. They win the Stanley Cup. Who did he replace? <laughs> wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be something if that comes full circle and Yo gets to repay the favor, gets to do the I... same thing with the team – that the guy who took over for him came from. Wouldn't and remember, remember where their run started. Yes. They won here. Bennington shut us out, and that yep. was that. Wouldn't <laughs> it be the... something if it oh, came Jesus. full circle? <laughs> now, uh, I don't think that's a long-term solution. No, of course I would not. love to see, you know, maybe, you know, Scott Gordon this season out and then reevaluate from square one and see what happens. Um, I don't know if I want to take a recycled coach or, you know, kind of the hack stall mentality where we find someone else somewhere. I don't know enough about the coaches that are out there to even give like an informed, intelligent opinion. I don't, I don't know where you're at on that. Yeah. Like I know the retreads I've seen, uh, I've seen some, uh, somebody on broad street hockey wrote the other day, uh, a list of possible candidates and it included some, uh, some like out of left field choices, which if they if they were to stick with Yo for the rest of the year, and thanks a lot, Adam. Um, if they were to stick with Yo for the rest of the year, I would hope then they recognize they have to make a long t they have to take a long term view of things, and then maybe they hire somebody for the future. But I feel like that never works. 
like the guy who you want to be the coach in a couple of years, if you hire him for the quote unquote process, he doesn't survive the process. So I I don't know what direction they're going to take. Um, I don't think Mike Yo is the answer, but goddamn, would that be funny? Uh, I don't know if I want him. I mean, I do know I don't want him to coach out the rest of the year. But if he were to, I think that might give me a little confidence that they're going to reassess at the end of the year and take a longer term view. But I mean, all this all means is we're not going to get Johnny. Like, why the fu- fucking Calgary might win the cup this year? Why would Johnny come here? And that's really the crime of all of this. All right. I know I said I was done, but 69 was waiting and he's back. So let's go to him now. 60, you're live. Hey, Bill. Thanks for uh, saving me for towards the end here. I appreciate the uh, sticking around for me. But uh, are you still going to the game tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Pretty honestly, I was pretty pissed off because, like, I already bet the ads, and now I'm, like, worried that the Flyers are going to somehow, like, pull together and, like, fuck me over. Now I got to actually pay for my tickets instead of uh, counting on that uh, bet going through. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it, that's that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I guess this team could be inspired that they got another coach fired, but like, they're not good. And no, Colorado is very good, you know. And they just played last night, and both goalies played. So I, I don't, I, I don't, one more. I still don't see a way they win. One more thing to sleep on. Um, Gotcha. The only other team that has a uh, worse losing streak than the Flyers right now, New York Islanders. What do you say if the Islanders do something like the Islanders and fire Barry Trotz this offseason? Oh, my God, 60. Um, I wonder. I mean, they have a goalie good enough to play that way. Uh I wonder if this team, like what sort of personnel changes they would have to make to get everyone to buy into such a system. Um, Barry Trotz is an excellent coach. I would love for this team to be as tough as his teams are. I wouldn't love watching trying to win two to one every night, but if they did win, I'd fucking live with it because winning's better than losing, obviously. Uh, I'd be surprised. One, I'd just be surprised if they fired Trotz, um, and I'd be even more surprised if they brought him in. Uh, I, I don't know if this team could ever play that way. I'd be fucking shocked. Uh, that's interesting though. All right. We are, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, I believe there's going to be some sort of, uh, reaction show with me and Steve Jaco and maybe some other, uh, of the BSH radio family, but we're going to record that around noon. Um, but until then, this is going to go up on the podcast feed. So thank you all for joining me. I didn't know how long we'd be able to go. And we did over half an hour. It's you know 10 in the morning and you all were able to join. Really appreciate it. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, Elaine Vigneault and Michelle Terrian are fired. We'll see where this goes from here. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.